What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. folks welcome back to the charger chat i'm your co-host wool dogson with my buddy kev huggin duggan coaches here coaches here coaches here that's right spoiler alert we've got kyle the coach duggan i'm sitting over here my legs are like twitching i don't it's like i'm, <laughs> I'm ready for the like national anthems playing i'm ready to go <laughs> hey all right gang well we are in the week. Again, we have an episode prior to some big stuff happening. That is of course, training week. So we've got clearly lots to talk about before the guys hit the field and practice. And you all get to see them, those that are able to do such a thing. Uh, we've got a big episode lineup, folks. We've got uh, a very special Bolt Insight and an Ask Bolt fam lined up. And it's like mid mid season form <laughs> level of asphalt. I'm just used- scrolling through this thing and it is <laughs> awesome. disgusting. I am used to like the number of questions that we have, but man, a chef, it's there are some long Dude, ones in here. Link- so, Do you have yeah. 19 voices? <laughs> some of them ask for like five voices in one question. So <laughs> the question is not 19. It's awesome. more like in the 20s and 30s. So Love it. We'll find out as we get there, folks. But uh, let's start off here up at the top. Uh, news that's been happening for the Chargers. Dove Kleiman, good old boy Dove, cl- tweeted out, uh, top NFL running backs planning a Zoom call for Blech. Saturday night to discuss their depressed market. Multiple sources tell PFT's Mike Florio that Chargers running back Austin Eckler has organized the meeting and distributed the Zoom link. All the big name running backs have been invited. So oh, I just I just picture I just them see all. Eckler on there by himself <laughs> waiting for I, people I, to join. And then they start to show up. And he's like, hi, I'm Austin. I'm a running back. Hi, Austin. Hi, Austin. 
So, yeah, clearly, you know, stuff that's been talked about for Austin Eckler this entire offseason is the appreciation of running backs, their value, what they contribute to the team, yeah. and is what they're being paid equal to their contribution to the team. And to be fair, Austin Eckler's not the only one that has made mention about the treatment. We've heard Derrick Henry. We've heard multiple other running backs. Even, you know, we've got the Raiders. We've got Jacobs, jo- Jacobs who's planning to hold I, out. Saquon Barkley, who's acting like he's not going to be a giant this year. I have a I have a shamelessly positive take on this. Give it. I think we I think Austin might be a like an inside mole trying to mess this up. Like he planned the Zoom meeting. Mm. He's trying to get these guys oh, to hold out. Like Saquon, so we have a, hold out. A, Dude, Derek, you got to do it for play, us. Dude, do it for us. Yeah. No, do it they, for our team and our ability to make the yeah. Super Bowl is what you're doing it for. So yeah. I think like, I think it, there's might be some hidden motives, agendas. Could be. Positive, positively. I mean, to it, it's blessedly it's not directed at the Chargers specifically. It's just about their worth in general. And then we've seen it with the entertainment industry right now. We've got writers and actors that are going on strike because they are not getting paid what they feel they are worth. So hopefully we're not seeing a running back union number 205 coming out to <laughs> strike and pick at the uh, the games here pretty soon. Uh, but um, I think I saw there was a tweet. I want to say it was Nick Chubb who tweeted out that like, yeah, we, that he attended the Zoom meeting. It was just like, yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> Things are what they are. But it was just like, they didn't come out necessarily with a plan, or at least I don't believe that was in the tweet. It was just, yeah, it 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 sucks that this is the situation that the running backs have been put in right now. I wonder if that Zoom record it was recorded, that meeting oh, was recorded. I would on. love. What if that was his ulterior motive to Austin Eckler recorded the Zoom meeting? Oh my and God. Just like, it. Yeah. I mean, if you guys <laughs> that could be worth <laughs> he's got something in you his guys back want some pocket. money, I know how to make money. I could yeah. put this thing live. <laughs> we could be rolling in the dough. We'll, we'll sell this to a news outlet. We'll, yeah. we'll make some. We'll make some extra dough. So we'll have to wait and see how it all pans out. And uh, it it just is what it is at this point. Thankfully, there's just there's not really anything you, that you can do. Unfortunately, like that's your employer and that's what they're willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. What 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 say do you have in the matter? Like you want to go play for another team? Oh, that other team's not going to pay you either. It's like, right. They're all the whole NFL is in it together with the running back is not going to get a, a big contract after that rookie deal. So mm-hmm. there's nothing you could do with the owners. You have to go to the players and you have like the the um association. players association right. and get them to say, give us a two year rookie contract so I can cash in one time. Yeah. Cause you get these guys on four year deals. And then if they're really good, you just franchise them until they're retired and, or until they're hurt or whatever it is. So yeah, there's not really anything that they're going to be able to do to the owners. Cause they've all come together and been like, yeah, we're not paying you guys anything. Right. So we'll just have to wait and see if anything comes from any of this. Well, but if we know that X playing, so that's all that matters yeah, for the absolutely. Charger world. Austin Eckler is 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 suiting up here at training he's, camp in a couple of days. Yeah, he signed the deal. He's in. Um, and who else is in? Is our rookies? The Los Angeles Chargers tweeted out that the rooks are back, showing Quinton Johnston, uh, Tui Tui Palatu, and uh, I'm guessing that's Henley. Henley, Dayon Henley. Henley. Okay. Have you who seen- else is getting more and more excited about Henley? Oh my God. Have you seen what he's been posting? Like him working out with his helmet on. Like that dude is jacked. Yeah. He's no joke, dude. Yeah. He's like, he's, I'm, I, uh, when we picked him, you just don't know anything about him. Washington State guy. Like everyone's asleep when the games are being played. He's a, yeah, he's a quarterback in high school. Then he's a safety at Nevada. And then he plays linebacker at Washington State. Like just kind of an obscure thing. But 
the more you hear people talk about him and us following on his social media, like you see what he's like, the work that he's putting in. And man, he's he's exciting. I, I think he is more exciting than a Drew Tranquil. Like Drew, Drew is solid leader. Oh, yeah. Good dude, but he didn't have that upside of being being like a home run type of guy. He just seems like right. he has so much versatility that you don't know he's gonna line up all over the field. You don't know what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physicality of Deion Henley. For those that aren't aware, go check out Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty sure he's putting them on both platforms. That just the Posting his workouts, and just stuff. the just looking at the guy, like especially chiseled. when it's a video. Photos, I don't think do it justice, and I'm sure video doesn't either. But just the he's so, every muscle in his body, just yeah. massive. It's insane. That guy's out of control. Um, so good to see them back. Obviously, getting ready for training camp. Uh, this little tidbit came out for as long as this offseason has gone on. Nobody's really pointed this out until just recently, but uh, the Chargers have scored more points in Justin Herbert's starts than any other QB through their first three seasons. Right then and there, you're like, that's perfect. You Holy shit, where are the three Super Bowls? <laughs> right. But then they also followed up with Chargers have also allowed more points in Justin Herbert's starts than any other QB through their first three seasons. Since the 1970 merger. Which is a long time. That's a <laughs> We're talking what long time. the... 50 years ago. <laughs> so... There's your answer right there. You want to look... You're trying to solve all these problems of why our team right. can't get pat, get over the hump. Like, this is the clearest stat you can get as to what's going on. Right? Yeah, Herbert gets a lot of hate for not winning those big games, but, like, the defense has just really been non-existent in his tenure. It's right. just... It's been bottom of the barrel type of stuff. So it's it, football is a team game. You cannot put it all on one guy as much as we want to. And as much as it would be great if he could carry you, Tom Brady always had a great defense and incredible special teams. Mm-hmm. Everything around, like he was obviously, he's, he's a top quarterback ever in the NFL, but he had those pieces around him to allow him to succeed. So it's like, Justin, don't sleep on him, man. Like his his Madden rating and everyone saying that Trevor Lawrence is better. Like, come on. Yeah. Or or he's just as good as Dak Prescott. Ugh. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's just not just, true. We're not watching Ridiculous. The stuff. No. I think they just like to piss off Charger fans. I see it. They, they are trolling they are. us so hard. And we're we're loud. We want to come to his defense. So Yeah. So we are. Guys. Yeah, the difference is we cool. show our work as opposed to somebody yeah. else that just goes like, "Oh, he sucks," or "Oh, he's only eighty-seven rank on Madden." Which yeah, yeah. and I'll be all right. Okay, if that's if that's your only argument, then all right, take care. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. I saw one. I saw one post that we were, somebody was projecting that we go seven and ten this year. I saw that too. Like, <laughs> Did you just forget <laughs> who we have on our team? No I don't way. understand. Yeah, no, we would have had to have lost. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen, and then go, okay, yeah, maybe 7-10. Even with yeah. all that, we still made the playoffs last year. That's we what did I'm it saying. last year, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, it is what it is, but if anybody ever comes at you, folks, trying to say that Justin Herbert sucks, you can just give them that little tidbit of little information and let them know medicine. that it's not Herbert's fault. It's our defense. That's the problem right <laughs> yeah. now. So, um, and then, uh, let's see, there was an article... Recently, from Eric Smith, our good friend Eric Smith with the Chargers, recently finished up uh, a coach interview with the Chargers quarterback coach, Doug Neusmeyer, and asked him, what excites you in your first camp with the Chargers? And Doug Neusmeyer said, 
Well, obviously, just excited about the opportunity to be here. You look at where this team was last year, a playoff caliber team that has explosive weapons on offense. I think it's an exciting opportunity and a situation to come into. Obviously, have an opportunity to work with Justin Herbert, Easton Stick, and now Max Duggan. Yeah. Really excited and just looking yeah. forward to the opportunity. I, that's a, I'm. This is him, and uh, he's going to be a big deal for Justin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's kind of interesting. I saw a lot more stuff people talking about Justin and Lombardi and um, what we're going to get with Kellen Moore. And just, mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, who was his first offensive coordinator? Who's, Steichen. Steichen. Yeah. Steichen basically had an interview where he kind of said, the one thing you don't do with young quarterbacks is throw the kitchen sink at them. You keep it simple so they can play play their best football. And that's what he did for Justin, his rookie of the year year. And it seems like it might have been too much for those two years. So seeing what these guys do for Justin and how you simplify it, not only for him, but the run game and what's going to happen, I think is going to be huge. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, what he does with Kellen Moore after working with Kellen Moore in, in Dallas and now coming over here to basically do the same thing that they did with Dak and uh, instill that into Justin. That's going to be really fun to see. Um, They also went on to talk about, uh, we'll get into Justin. What's the first couple of months been like and what have you learned about him? And Neusmeyer said, the first thing you see is his detail and how locked in he is to getting it perfect and getting it right. He's a perfectionist. He approaches the game that way every day. Obviously, him dealing with uh, him dealing with his injuries in the offseason, getting healthy. So going through that process, watching his approach, his work ethic and the way he's worked to get his body to where he wants to be to start camp. And he's done an outstanding job. Obviously, his resume speaks for itself. You've seen the things he's done. Really excited to get an opportunity to collaborate and work in the same setting. We have high goals of what we can do. I mean, what do you, what bad things are there to say about Justin Herbert? You know, like <laughs> no, he gets I can't some balls. Think of anything. He gets some balls batted down here and there for being as tall as he is. It's like the one thing that maybe you could work on. But yeah, I mean, you're a quarterbacks coach, and you walk into this, you're like, best payday. Awesome. This is yeah. a payday. Yeah. I mean, you look at Pep, Pep Hamilton. His one year that he was with the Chargers, right. he just happened to stumble into Justin Herbert and then walk his way into an OC <laughs> position. We were talking about the the dude as a head coach after one year. We were. Everybody was. There's we a good were chance. like, oh, he still should take over the too, Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say that Newsmeyer isn't an OC next year? Like the he knows are, he knows exactly what this move was. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna come in here with Justin. I'm gonna. He's going to have an incredible year, and I'm going to be an OC somewhere next year. And this yeah. is great. Thanks for the interview. <laughs> this is great. That's this is great. Good, good for me. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what the season is for Mr. Newsfire. <laughs> way, way to go, Doug. Oh, Dougie. Um, all right. Well, we would be remiss if we didn't shout out uh, our very own Diehard Bolt Club president. Fan of wow. the year. Fan of the wow. year. Rike. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Rike. I know this is coming out a day after your birthday, but trust me, as the t- at the time of this recording, it's your birthday. Happy so birthday. happy birthday, Rike. Um, and then we've got some uh big news here, folks. We've got a giveaway uh to talk about here. Ticket giveaway. Our good, faithful listener who's been with us since the early days. Very he's there since like Season one, one of the OGs, Ramblin' Ronnie, uh, has some preseason tickets to give away, and he's given them. He's entrusted us here at the Charger yes. Chat this to is basically so good. 
uh, to basically just, give it to you folks. This yeah, feels he, like a, we've we've a, we're starting to accomplish what we set out in this podcast of creating this community of supporting each other and growing this this fandom. So mm-hmm. absolutely, that's awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Mervin over there, he's an awesome, dude. And he definitely he's got an amazing website called RamblingRonnie.com. It's a comedy yes. website made Adam and I laugh pretty hard a couple oh, yes. of times. So go check it out. We are going to come up with a way to get get these tickets out to you guys. Keep an eye on Twitter this week. Yeah. I know you all will already because of all the fun stuff we're going to see from the Chargers, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to give his tickets away to his two tickets for the Saints game August twentieth um, this week sometime on Twitter. So Section three twenty one is pretty solid too. Pretty that's solid. A good, that's a good place. Yeah, yeah. and it, to be specific, it's the game against the Saints on August twentieth. So yep, keep an eye. Keep your Derek eyes peeled. Carr won't be playing, but he's. Probably, be, but you might be able to throw something. He'll be on the sideline. I don't know. Probably, <laughs> it's week two. He'll probably be playing. Man, that guy's not seen any snaps with the Saints yet. He He's going to be a little competing bit of... for a job, <laughs> <laughs> battling for the starting position with Taysom Hill and yeah. Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look for the announcement on how to win the tickets this week on Twitter, and make sure you're following and have notifications turned on. Again, we'll talk about the logistics when we get there, but just be on the lookout. Two tickets are coming. Um, something else to be on the lookout for, folks. Uh, we talked about it in the previous episode. The brisket bras, our favorite ladies, are going to be at not just one or two, but they're going to be at every single <laughs> There's training so, camp day it. open to the I public. I don't understand. There's, I don't understand. You, <laughs> they're the I best. don't get it. Because the, I've uh, been to training camp and it's fun, but once a year is enough. <laughs> once a year, and I'm like, all right, you know, like we're good, dude. They I have think a book full. I know it's of the drawings book. that yeah, need to get a, signed. That's and, true. And, yeah, so they're going to be there for three, uh, at least the <laughs> three that the upcoming first three. I know for a fact. And what right. we did is only way you can get a Charger Chat patch is if you're on Patreon, but. We sent the brisket broads, not one, not two. How many? Three. Utah. Three. Three. Give me three. Utah, Utah. give me three. <laughs> three patches. And if you see them, say, hey, brisket broads, I want a patch. Give me one of those. And if you can ask one of their broad bolt trivia questions correctly, you will get one of the three patches. Yes. So good luck to you all. Um, keep Hope it, you keep do it clean. Keep it clean. Um, punches above the, the, the belt only. You know, keep it safe. Yes. But there's three, the brisket parts. There's only three. There's no more than that. So if you get there and they're like, sorry, we gave them all the way, don't be mad at them. We only gave them three. (laughs) Because they're such sought-after items over at uh, patreon.com slash charger chat. And as we normally do, we have to shout out the new names over at patreon.com slash charger chat. And the new name, singular, this week is... Jeremy Searcy. Welcome to the party, pal. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining. Welcome. We really appreciate Hercules. it. Uh, and if you want, you can go to patreon.com slash charge chat. Like Kevin said, if you join at the $10 level, you could get yourself a patch. It's the only way to get it as of right now. Uh, and we'll have three to give out during the training camp. Uh, but we have a bunch of other tiers. We're posting stuff every week. Uh, more funny videos that are exclusive only to Patreon. And if you don't want to go over there, though, that's all right. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions in Ask Bolt Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, gang, it's time to go on to the next segment. Uh, we mentioned their name earlier oh, in the who? podcast. Did we? We oh. did. Oh, who could it be? Who, who could it be? Uh, well, we've got the very own Eric Smith here wow. to sit down. Yep. Sat down with Kevin, the, Quite the uh, pull, Charger senior writer. Uh, sat down with Kevin, and I can't wait to see what they talked about. So. He's get, he, we'll just say he gets us ready for this train. Does he? Oh, oh he does. Oh, I can't wait. All right. I'll get the ready. popcorn. Get it. <laughs> as soon as the clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have a Charger senior writer, Eric Smith. What's going on, Eric? Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's awesome, man. We're so glad to have you back on. We'd love, you know, catching up with you and you filling us in on all the awesome behind the scenes stuff you get to see. So um, let, let's kick it off um, like we did last time. Um, this is so exciting year because of this new offense and what's going on. What, what were your original thoughts when we when the Kellen Moore hire happened? Yeah, I was pretty fired up about it. Um, I think mostly because probably like most people, it was a little bit unexpected. Um, you know, you'd kind of heard names that were candidates for the job, um, you know, and and I had like a list of like people I thought, OK, this is who we're, we're, we might target. Um, and that's because Kellen was obviously still working for the Cowboys and are under contract with Dallas. Uh, but then, you know, the news comes out that they're going to kind of part ways and you're like, OK, like, you know, this could be a possibility. Um, and it happened real quick. You know, I mean, that, that was pretty evident when he was hired. He said, like, it was a whirlwind, I think, like, 24, 48 hours. Um, so the first thought was I was a little bit surprised, but in a good way, because he's had a, a, a certainly, like, a lot of success in Dallas. Um, you know, his offenses have been really good for a, a number of years. Um, and, you know, I think it was time for a change at, at that position. Um, and by all accounts, like, it's been really smooth and, like, really good so far. You know, we'll, we'll see on camp, right? That's when it gets serious and obviously games and all that. But um, as far as like the offseason, the biggest takeaway was, man, Justin Herbert, once he got on the field, is pushing the ball down the field. Yeah. And that is, has been really good to see. Um, it seems like Kellen really wants to like take advantage of Justin's arm strength and just like his physical tools and his talent. And we saw that in the spring and we'll see if that carries over to camp. And then obviously during uh, pre not not preseason, but um, regular season games. 
it was just so crazy the fact that like a top five OC becomes available. That just doesn't happen very often. And it was like the perfect kind of like, I, we were all shocked and excited and um, we're excited now because we, we know what this offense is and we know what it can be, but him calling the plays, is just exciting. Um, and I wanted to shift over. One of the other big changes that happened this off season was the training staff. And I'm always wanting to hear like the questions on, on that and like what's going to happen with the health of the team. Cause as fans, we don't really have a good insight on what that, how that all plays out. But what were your thoughts on, you know, Damon Mitchell was with the team for 24 years and they decided to let him go. And then they brought on two guys. I think it's Marco and uh, Sal Salvador. Right. What are your thoughts on, on what that can do and why were they trying to make that change and what are they trying to improve? Yeah. You know, I don't, I can't really speak too much on like why they made it. I mean, if, if they made a change, they obviously felt like something different was needed. So yeah. that's really all I can say about that. Um, I will say that Marco, you know, he, he was already on staff as uh, an assistant athletic trainer. Um, you know, and he, he won this award um, back in, I think, like February it was. Um, he won like the AFC Assistant Trainer of the Year Award, the first Chargers trainer to ever win that. So it's like a pretty big deal. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of got this sense when I wrote that story that like, man, people are really high on him. And I wonder if he's going to eventually be like the main guy because colleagues, his fellow trainers, um, players, like I talked to Corey Lindsay, like everyone just raved about him. And when it was announced, I think during minicamp that he was uh, elevated to his new role, um, it wasn't a surprise to me because it seemed like that was almost like a foregone conclusion just because of how like well-respected he is in the building by, by everyone. Um, and, and he's just a great guy. Um, you know, like I've talked to him a couple of times, just a great guy. Um, JC Jackson actually referenced him when we talked to him, JC in mid June. Oh, really? And he said like, you know, he's like, I've really been working hard with Marco and he's been doing a great job. So like, I think it was the same day or maybe the day before that we found out Marco was going to be elevated. So like just tons of praise and like respect for, for Marco. Um, Sal, you know, I don't know Sal that well yet. He came over from Tennessee. Hmm. Um, you know, Brandon Daly was asked about him and like spoke really highly about him. Um, you know, and I think what the goal for that is, is like just keep getting better, making sure like players are at their best on Sundays. Um, and it's not just those two guys. Like there's so many people that are involved in that. Sure. Whether it's like the nutrition staff or... Um, I'm not sure if you followed my like uh, coaching conversation series I've been doing. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to like um, the sports performance staff of like Anthony Lombardo and those yeah. guys. And those guys play a big role too. So like Marco now like oversees everyone, but it's definitely like a collective effort. Um, and the main goal, right, is just to like keep guys fresh and as healthy as possible and make sure they can, you know, be a hundred percent or close to that on, on Sundays for game day. Yeah. That's all we want is a healthy team and whatever a coach wants to do to change that up and make that happen. We're all for, um, and then I wanted to check with you on, you know, I try to catch up on all this stuff. Cause we don't get, we only get to talk to you very often, but the, the draft and just kind of your initial thoughts on kind of the direction we went and kind of at least those first couple guys, uh, first three rounds, what your thoughts on them being able to, you know, really help this team this year? Yeah, I, I like the overall draft class. Um, I think a big theme I found is that 
none of them are going to need to come in and be a starter on day one. And yeah. I, I will yeah. add to that by saying, I guess if you include um, Darius Davis as like the as the kick and punt returner, right? Then then he'll be a, a de facto starter. But on offense or defense, none of them are gonna are gonna be asked to come in and like play 85 percent of the snaps right away. And that's good because you know we know this like the the veteran you know experienced team. And in the case of like Quentin Johnson, right? He can come in and learn from Keenan and Mike and Josh Palmer. And sort of grow at his own pace. It doesn't mean like he doesn't he doesn't, like can just like sit on the sideline and have like a redshirt year. Yeah. Like they, the team still has like high expectations for him. Um, but he doesn't need to come in and be wide receiver one right now. So he's in a good spot. And it's the same with uh, with Tui because like he had Joey and Khalil in front of him, and he's not going to be out there starting, which is fine. But yeah. if he can be that third edge rusher. And maybe you can see packages where like all three guys are on the field together. That's that kind of the goal for him. Yeah. Um, and then with, with Dayon, the, the third round pick, you know, he's going to be a key special teams guy. Um, you know, Ryan Ficken is really high on him and said he's going to be like a core four guy. He's going to play on every phase on special teams. And then we'll see how he does it at linebacker in camp. Um, you know, I think it's pretty safe that Kendricks and Murray are the starters right now, but um you know, the team always loves competition, right? Like, they're always trying to, to get better in every area. So we'll see how, how Henley does. Um, one other thing I was going to say is that the team didn't draft a safety, mm-hmm. and they did not draft a corner, which is surprising because, people, you know, with JC's injury, and then, you know, Bryce wasn't re-signed, and Nas is gone. So, like, a lot of people thought, oh, well, they'll, like, add depth there, and they didn't. I think that just shows the confidence they have in the players already on the roster and how they expect young players to take, to take a step forward, whether that's JT Woods at safety or just your Taylor, just your Taylor or corner. Like those guys, that's why you draft guys. Cause you think they can progress and get better. Um, and that's sort of, it sort of just stuck out to me that, okay, we, we didn't draft anyone in the secondary this year, but we did last year. Uh, so now it's time for those guys in year two to take a step forward. Yeah, and it's so interesting, the point you made of like, when was the last time we drafted a guy that wasn't like, oh, we need you to get in there right now. Like, this is so necessary. It, and it's been up till last year, like we've drafted offensive linemen. They're like, all right, that's your spot. Let's go. So that's a really great point. And I'm excited to see how they can kind of develop and get better um, without the pressure, you know, and then we, we kind of touched them on a little bit, you know, everyone's talking about this offense and how we need to get speed and we need to get that like Tyreek Hills. So if you can't find that, but you need to get some energy like that on the team and everyone keeps posting Darius Davis, like having like the fast, the fastest guy in college and the NFL the last two years, I know he's going to be a, a returner for sure. What are what are the thoughts on getting him out there to really do some damage, you know, as a wide receiver? Yeah, it's um, I mean, he's certainly gonna be the fifth or, or sixth receiver on the roster, right? Like that um, you know, the, the the Chargers have a pretty stacked wide receiver room right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the best case scenario for him is just to sort of like I, I don't I don't wanna like for lack of a better phrase. I'm going to use the term like gadget player, but that, I'm not trying to pin uh, like pigeonhole him, him sure. into that, but like uh, find like good packages and like carve out role for him where like, and, and take advantage of, of that speed, right? Like it could be a deep, you know, deep route. Sure. But like a jet sweep, 
you know, or like get him in motion, you know, that's the thing. He doesn't have to get the ball necessarily to like impact the offense. You know, if, if he's a threat with his speed and motion and the defense goes one way, right? Like, well, that opens up holes for, for other people. Um, you know, I'm not looking for him to like catch 40 balls and like do all this crazy stuff on offense, but if he can just kind of be like a, a niche guy to help maybe add like some juice in certain packages, I think that's a good role for him. Okay, great. And then we're excited because when this episode comes out, it's training camp time. Um, what are you, are you excited? What do you like about training camp? What are your favorite? What are you looking forward to this year? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, you know, this will be my eighth overall camp. So I kind of know the grind. Um, and it, it, it definitely is a grind. Like it's fun and like, it's fun to be back on the field and like watch camp battles, but it's early mornings, like long days, but that's just that's part of it. Um, what I'm looking forward to the most, you know, I think like Kellen's offense is pretty a pretty standard answer. Like like I said earlier, if they can keep up that like explosiveness we saw in the spring, um, evaluating the the trenches, right? Because like during the spring they're not in pads, so you can't really evaluate the linemen. You know, it's like, how does the offensive line look with a couple guys and in, in, um, Zion and Jamari in, in different spots this year? Um, you know, how JC Jackson look? Um, you know, is he out there? How does he look? That's a big storyline. And then the last one I think is, is funny, but like the kicker battle, like that's a big, that's a big deal, you yeah. know? Uh, it's, and it's been a great battle so far. So, um, I mean, there's always fun storylines, and I don't think this year it's going to be any different. Awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much for your time, man. Good luck with the season and everything you got coming up. We always look forward to your articles. You do amazing work. So thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, man. What a lot of inside dope we got from Mr. Eric Smith. My what goodness. What a cool thank job you. that guy has. Huh? Yeah. Just get to Golly. hang out and just chill i like i don't know if you've read all of his articles on all the coaches that he's interviewed this offseason do yourself a favor go to chargers.com and read those because there's so much insight even like the chargers podcast with matt money smith was giving some in like things he learned from those interviews mm. um i just listened to that one it was great um so definitely go read all of his stuff and follow him on uh on twitter because it's your, it's dude, you're mainlining. You're getting straight into the vein of the exactly. charges with, with his stuff. Yeah. There's no speculation no. type articles you're going to get from Eric Smith. They're going to be just, that's here's the facts. Here's that's what this what person said. Here's what this yeah. person said. Exactly. No Mary F. Kill from Mr. <laughs> Eric Smith. You're getting the although, real deal. <laughs> although, maybe <laughs> next time we get him on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Mr. Smith, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with Gab. That was really very special. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment, uh, which will be surely longer than half of this episode. It is Ask <laughs> Maybe <Bolt> Fam. <laughs> Oppenheimer level. <laughs> it's going to be an Oppenheimer explosion. So, uh, gird your loins. Here we go. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> guys go jam a thumb up his bottle that's what you do i wet myself in excitement oh so hungry your thoughts are like totally appreciated <laughs> catch you later dude okay, love boy. that's right folks time for ask uh, both fam <laughs> kyle's just, getting stretched out he doesn't stretch. want to pull a hammy on this nah. one 
Um, we start off with Just Package 8738. Certified fresh. Who asked yeah. the question? <laughs> How's the overall health of the team as of now? How close are we to being 100% healthy, if not already there? How's the progress of the veterans and Wookiees looking for the new offensive scheme? Uh, <laughs> um, all right, well, <laughs> these are good questions for Eric Smith. I think he yeah, might actually. I was just about to say, yeah. <laughs> so the Should problem is for the interview. <laughs> no team's ever 100% healthy, and that's at all times. Like oh, look, yeah, right yeah. now, we don't know where, where Justin is. Um, we're sorry, JC's where JC's at. We don't know where I know Rumpf was dealing with some stuff and Palmer mm. was dealing with some stuff. Really? Everybody's always dealing with a little Jalen Guyton still recovering yeah, from ACO. Like, I would love to say we're gonna Mike be Williams 100%. Had broke his back or whatever in that yeah, Broncos game. He wasn't out at uh spring at all. So yeah. he, you know, it's gonna be I, I hope we can get to 100 percent That would yeah. be an unusually amazing on a, charge on a year. positive note. Uh, Joey Bosa said that he's the healthiest he's ever been, and he feels ready to rock and roll. Thank That's you. Good. I like healthy that. bears are good bears. <laughs> also, good Justin bear. Herbert. I maybe I just maybe I dreamt this. I'm gonna be honest. I may have dreamt this. But did any of good. you guys see Justin Herbert's Instagram story where he said that he just played his first round of golf? He, no, it's true. Okay. It wasn't a okay, dream. Okay. It was reality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, that means he's round. better. Yeah. Oh, he played oh, a whole round of like, golf. Like the, the, I thought you meant like ever. I'm like, wait, no, no I've no, seen no, him no. The first round, before. first round of, Since of the golf surgery. this year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. means he's been fully cleared to do shit. That's not charger related. Right. Got it. Got it on the, on his shoulder. Yeah. No one handed golf swings anymore. So that is great news. He's a better golfer one-handed than I am with two. I'll just say that. No doubt. I I would. Bet I didn't need. That I didn't need, is the first I, I didn't step, need you to follow up with anything, Kosh. That was a lay, that was an alley oop there, Kev. Yeah. Um, I forgot you're on this podcast. Sometimes. So, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> He's back. So yeah, just packaged a lot of questions that we don't necessarily have the answers to. Um, and you know, as far as the veterans and the rookies and the new offensive scheme, I mean, we we heard a lot about during that uh, uh, the what was the OTAs that happened yeah, prior OTAs. to training camp? Yeah. So, you know, things are things are moving the, and shaking. Like but. even in with Eric said, the offense was looking explosive, like yeah. very explosive mm-hmm. when they first started implementing what they're without Justin do. really even throwing. It, that's just with Easton Stick and our boy Max Duggan. And and it's right. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, coach. You know, Coach Daly basically said this is the best level of like offensive defensive, like going at it we've ever had on this team. And that was in the first two weeks of having um, Kellen with us. Right. So this, that's what you start at. And then you build on that. I think we are, we got a good foundation. The trajectory is, is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So there you go. Just package eight, seven, three, eight. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Dennis Andrew who asked the question. Hi, Betches, just <laughs> wanted to ask why in the actual f- isn't my boyfriend Justin freaking Herbert wanting to be mic'd up? I mean, come on, babe. I'm not buying your scrum diddly umptious girthy footlong sub from Subway for nothing, you handsome stud. <laughs> I know you're humble and all, but oh my God, just please give us what we want, you sexy son of a bitch. I can't, you can't play hard for, to get forever. Hee <laughs> hee. I just really need to hear your grunts and loud calls <laughs> on the field to fuel my Sundays. Please, Justin, you're making me ruin my expensive mascara I bought from Ulta for like, I don't know how much 
God, why are you so asking me these things? I need answers, Charger Tracker. Let me buy. Sorry about your mascara there, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Hope you kept the receipt. Uh, I feel I feel the same. I feel the same way. Some Grab the, the funniest- waterproof next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the funniest stuff, dude. He was mic'd up at practice. He's like, this is the last time you're gonna like some of the funniest moments yeah, he yeah, had. Yeah. I know. This is the last like, time you're gonna have but you better enjoy this. This is the last yeah. time you're gonna get this. It's all it's in the intro of our show because it's the only time he talks on the football right, field. But yeah. like, you know, it's like the fans loved it. You yeah. know, like we want that. Yeah, we did. Why won't you give you that sure, to us? Yeah, Justin, sure if you know we love it. For the love of God. <laughs> But we love it that much more because it's so rare. It's unattainable. You know? yeah. yeah. It does. It's like a unicorn. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like hearing Patrick Mahomes demand. all the time. I'm sure the Chiefs fans start tuning that shit out. You know yeah, what I mean? Patrick Mahomes' Kermit voice. You, like, I bet they didn't even watch that quarterback show on Netflix. Yeah. They're like, like I don't give a shit what this guy has to say. <laughs> Let's mute it. Turn on the subtitles. <laughs> Did you guys? We, we haven't talked about this yet. Have you guys watched that show? Absolutely. We not. tried. <laughs> so, oh man, I, how we tried. I watched three episodes, but what I ended up doing? Fast forward through the Mahomes stuff. Right through the Mahomes. <laughs> stuff. I might do that. I couldn't because I'm it. interested. I'm interested in the other quarterbacks and like what the yeah. NFL's like. I and, like Cousins now. Like that was yeah. a crazy story. Marcus line. Mariota's on there too, which I'm yeah. interested to hear because him and Herbert are kind of boys. The yeah. Oregon connection. Oregon boys, and, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I just wish there was a way to not have Patrick Mahomes in there because I, I just my wife was like, "Oh, like, do you want to watch that quarterback show?" I was like, "Not even a little bit." She's like, "What?" <laughs> I did not. She's like, "I thought you just didn't want to watch it because you didn't think I would want to watch." It. I was like, "Nope, no nope. desire to watch that show. <laughs> I'll just get angry." And not be able to go to bed tonight. So I don't want to thumbs watch it. down on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and I, we just recently saw also, I think Peyton Manning tweeted out that they're already starting season two. two and I saw somebody put up Justin Herbert, gr- Justin Herbert, Tua, and Burrow, the top three. Oh, that would be amazing. 20, those three. Oh, that, that would, would be, be amazing. So good. Especially week one where we, Herbert beats the shit oh. out of Tua. Bad baby. Bad For the baby. second time. Yeah. Come on. So, all right. Well, Dennis, Andrew, we don't know why. We wish we knew why, but I have to imagine it's like Kyle said, you know, that because there's so few moments, we just love That's it why that you want much it so more. Bad. We cherish it that much more. Yeah. And so maybe we'll get one this year. Maybe it's an every other year. Or, or would you be okay not having Mike up if he was a QB on the Netflix show? Oh, I'd yeah. Okay. I would trade, I would trade Mike yeah. up for his career for one show where he's just, we get to see like, the day-to-day with his chef and behind the scenes for sure. Because you still get mic'd up on quarterbacks. You still hear them talking yeah. like you heard Kirk yeah, Cousins. Even with, yeah, even if you have, stuff. like last year we had our OC mic'd up, Lombardi, and then you got to kind of hear the interaction with, mm-hmm. with Justin. So you get little glimpses, and that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Dennis... Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Boltenberg. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Hey, guys. Thunder Thor here. <laughs> First off, I want to applaud your unwavering fandom towards the team that we all seek therapy for year in and year out. Your shamelessly positive attitudes are always an uplifting moment during the week, especially during the season. The shameless positive attitude is what I believe is what has brought you three so much success. Now let's get serious. Football is officially back. It's training camp week, and I will be there Saturday with my family, celebrating the return of the only sport that truly matters. In honor of the celebration, my question is this. I know you guys have been fans for many years, but what is that moment in your fandom that you knew 
you just became a diehard fan. I know all of us diehards have that one moment, whether it be a certain game, player, or even play. My diehard moment came in 2006 during a Chargers Raider game with Drew Brees three yards in front of me, Philip Rivers and Sean Merriman 15 yards to my left, talking ball, and one of the greatest coaches the Chargers have ever had, in my opinion, with an arm's length, yelling into a referee's face after LT just punched through the goal line right next to me. Why was Schottenheimer yelling? Why was I so close and what happened next in this epic diehard moment? I will reserve for a future episode <laughs> or maybe some kind of focus segment if it uh, sparked enough interest. I uh, can't wait to hear your diehard moments from each of you. Family trust, respect, FTC, FTB, Bolt Gang, or do not bang. Caleb, you bye. Well, color me interested. I'm uh, going <laughs> to call, reach out to you and get you signed up for a fan focus. You had me at arm's reach. Um <laughs> Because how in the heck yeah. did that happen? I need to know. Yeah. I need more info. But um, great, great question. What moment or play or player or what, who, who, what, where, how, when? <laughs> I, I know when I did. And it's it's different. And it might, I don't know. It's different because That's okay. I've been a fan since 90, mm-hmm. probably 91. Yeah. That's when my dad, I've just been, it's been a part of my life. Forever, like six, seven, yeah. right when that happened. Kyle was born. Like that's when I became like a Kyle fan. Kyle was born, and that's what made that, you a diehard yeah. charger fan. Yeah. We just started. Going. was the year I was born. <laughs> yeah. So we just we start. That's when it started. I was a fan, and I was a, a consistent fan all those years. Two thousand eight, okay, is when I went from fan to I will f- f- crazy diehard fan. Okay. Um, and it's when the first year I moved to Missouri, and. I was used to being around Charger fans in San Diego and all that, and it was not a big deal. As soon as you become the one thing, the one fan in a full-on community of another team that's in your division, you you either you do one of two things. You become a Chiefs fan, right? Because right. you just succumb to the pressure of whatever the <laughs> fucking community is. Right, yeah. Or you double the f- down and <laughs> become what I became. Just a psychopath. What did you become? I don't know. <laughs> Still figuring it out, all right? I don't know. I kind of black out when it happens. So one of you's going to have to report back one of these days when I go full he's, psycho fan. He's the Charger Hulk fan. <laughs> yeah. You won't like me when I'm angry. So it was it's basically right when that happened. And I started going to sports bars yeah. around here. And it was when LT was still on the team. That's right. It was, yeah. uh, it was 08. And then I just, I just remember just always having to defend myself. Hmm. And then that kind of made the armor even stronger. And then I got more outgoing and even more intense about the team. Mm-hmm. So that that's when my fandom really kind of kicked into the next gear. Nice. Yeah. So it sounds like, and knowing you because of how competitive you are. Oh, yeah. You're not one to just like roll over and be like, okay. I'll do it. Dude, I am so petty with my Chiefs no. friends. It's crazy. Yeah. Like when, whenever there's a news, like a negative news about the Chiefs, I'm like, hey, man, did you hear about this? Hey. Like, you know? <laughs> did you hear uh, Jones is holding out? Kind of weird, right. huh? <laughs> oh, he looks like uh, that boy. He's out for the whole season. That's a shame. Oh, that's, that's that's a shame. Like, All right, well, see you later. Outside looking in, I'm a terrible friend. No. And I don't mean to be. I have just it been just conditioned to be this way, okay? <laughs> Unless you're a Charger fan, then Kevin is the best of friends. I, am, I will be your best friend. I will be in your wedding party if there you, you need go. me to. <laughs> um, how about you, Kyle? Did you have a, a moment that 
kind of flipped the switch from just being a, a regular run-of-the-mill fan to being a diehard fan? I don't know. Yeah, I was born into it. So unlike Kevin, I was born in San Diego. I wasn't. Um, so <laughs> I, it's just kind of in my blood. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I think honestly, like getting to the point in my life where I knew what was happening, that's when I became a diehard. You know, it's like, <laughs> sure. I, oh, like the younger years when I was just like, we went to the Super Bowl in 90, 94, I had no idea what was happening. So mm-hmm. that wasn't my moment. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was, a, I've been a Charger fan my whole life. I was number 55 because of Junior Seau and Pop Warner. Um, so it, there was, there was nothing but chargers my whole life. So I guess puberty (laughs) 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 becoming a man (laughs) when I started getting hair on my face, (laughs) became a man and became a charger. I just lost heart. I almost just passed out. (laughs) Dude, I seriously went a little, little dizzy for a second. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's usually my job. <laughs> a lot of things happen for you at puberty. <laughs> like a lot yep. of positives. That's hilarious. Yeah, a lot of became a man, became a diehard Charger fan, all in the same 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 time frame. Oh wow. Oh. Just broke Kevin. That was great. Ooh, no, I, I got dizzy. That was really good. <laughs> it's hard to follow up an answer like that. Cool. Um I would have to say for me, the moment was um the announcement of the move because that triggered you to make that die hard. I, I would say so because i was always a fan prior to the move like i would get sunday ticket because i lived in california yeah. but i moved to idaho but it, it felt like it was the one thing that like i could kind of keep in connection with kevin it was like let me keep up with the chargers and let me see what's all you know going on with them so i would watch just about every game and then the move happened and when the move happened it really became kind of like okay, what path are you going to go down? Are you going to just abandon ship and just say, okay, that's it. It was fun while it lasted so long and thanks for all the fish. Or are you going to continue to go with it? Yeah. And I, and I remember talking to Kevin about it because I was like, what are you going to do? Because I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, and it, then you said that you were going to continue to be the fan. So it was like, okay, this could be the opportunity to really cement the fandom Dig for your me. feet in yeah and yeah like if i'm gonna follow this team when they go to another city to a new stu- uh uh new stadium that uh, i'm i'm in it for the long haul you, like i can't just right. give up any at any point anymore you kind of become like a day one fan again yeah you know, yeah in a way sure, yeah yeah and, and i think that's the same for for everybody that's that stayed a charger fan after the move so you know, we're far enough removed from it now that it doesn't necessarily sting as much. And it's, I mean, it's almost, I don't want to say it's hard to remember, but it's like, I don't know. I think that was the moment for me that I was like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm a Charger fan for life at this point because I'm, I follow them out. this far. I got to keep going. Can't give up anymore. So, um, all right. Well, Boltenberg, uh, great question. Thanks, and great really, question. we got to get you on fan focus. I got to no. hear this story. This is all message you when we're done here happen. this evening. Um, all right, well, let's move on now to Arnie Gordon, who asked the question, which player that hasn't seen much play time or not lived up to expectations has the best chance making you eat humble Pipkin's pie. Now, swear to me, kill of you, bye. Okay, I love the idea of humble Pipkin's pie. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode, episode. title. We'll, yeah, we'll wait yeah. till the end, but uh, that might be the name. Um. But great question. Like what? Because we all pretty much wrote Pipkins off. Kevin still is hesitant. I'd about say Pipkins. my player is still Pipkins. 
prove it after you get paid that you still are able to to do it. But man. I guess the question is, who has the best chance of proving? I guess that would be Pipkins. Like you would eat. Some He's Pipkins proven himself pie. to a lot of people after last season. Yeah, but not me. Mm. I, there's just it's just the one guy that did so poorly in times that we needed him the most. That it, even in preseason, you were just like, "What are you doing?" A Kyle did a breakdown one time of like, "What? Like, where are you going? Like, what's happening?" I where are you going? I, I, I I'm glad that everyone is so confident in him. I want to m- match that energy. Sure, I really am coming for that energy. Yeah, um, but it's gonna take a little more time. Um, yeah, I just hope he's good now. We'll see. Do you have a different guy, Kyle? Yeah, I think my guy's Alohi. I think Alohi Gilman's gonna have a big year. It's not that he's been bad in the past, but and he's he's had an okay amount of playing time. Um, I just think that he's gonna blow up. I really believe that. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna be um, a really big asset to our team and be valuable because of how much we pay him. I mean, he was a third, fourth round pick, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, like he's breaking the bank. You have to have those kind of guys step up and be good players for you to be able to win Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's had flashes here and there, but I think we're going to get a consistent, like really good season out of Aloe. Uh, Cause that, I mean, for me, that's the one position that I think I'm a little bit scared about as when it comes to depth, who we have back there. Um, so I'm going to say Aloe is going to, there's some people that are kind of throwing shade at him and like begging for a John Johnson signing. So right, yeah. um, I think we don't, if we don't sign him, I think he's going to, he's going to serve up some pie to some people. And I just thought <laughs> about this. He might be like the last remaining Notre Dame guy. Tillery gone. Tillery was a bit of a bust. We lost our yeah, linebacker. He's gone. Yeah. We lost Tranquil. You might I think be he, right. I think he's our last of the the Golden Domers, bro. <laughs> golden Domers, Golden bro. Domers. That's a great one. It's the last of them. Um, like the last of the Mohicans, <laughs> last of the Domers. <laughs> All right, write that down. Possible. <laughs> write, write that down. <laughs> oh, you want to call that episode title? <laughs> last of the Domers. Look at this. Um, I mean, part of me wants to say. Uh, Kenneth Murray because of how we all want to say that but do you believe that well I think he is going to have he's going to have so much more playing time I think than Alohi that he has the best chance of proving us wrong if he were to come out and play well now that's not to say that I'm fully confident but that's I think he has the best chance of making us eat some humble pie everyone's kind of of him coming up because of the amount of opportunity his stock is very low because of the amount of playing time he's going to have, he's going to have the best chance of doing that. Now, that's not necessarily to say I believe it because I, I don't know what to to think at this point, especially with us getting Eric Kendricks and Dayon Henley to come right. in and letting Drew Tranquil go. Um, I want him to be amazing. I want him to go out there and kick ass. It's just, it's been hard these past couple seasons and now seeing that they're not going to pick up his fifth-year option that if anybody's going to have a chance to really make us eat some pie, it's going to be Kenneth Murray, I think. I think he's probably in that area now more so than Pipkins because Pipkins we saw he progress pr- he we saw improvement, a little improvement. Bit. he and also wasn't a first round draft pick yeah yeah so I don't know we'll we'll have to wait and see who ends up making us eat some pie if anybody but uh, Arnie Gordon thank you Thanks, for Arnie. asking the question let's move it on now to Zachary Shelton Zachary who asked the question 
Hey guys, I was off my game last week asking a non-Chargers question, but let's get back on the Chargers train. So Michael Davis, Eckler, and Guyton are all set to be free agents after this upcoming season. If all three go off this year, if you could bring back two of them on new contracts, which two would you bring back? For me, I think it would be Davis and Eckler. I think we have a good receiving room, especially with Johnston, but I feel like secondary could use Davis back, and if Eckler balls out again for the third straight season, I feel like we have to pay him. I think he kind of deserves it. What are your thoughts? Also, F the rest of the AFC Chargers 2024 Super Bowl champs. It just kind of reminds me that there's a lot of guys that are going to be question marks at the end of the season, which Mm -hmm. is kind of scary. I mean, we even made mention that last year that, like, get ready for next year because it's going to probably be a whole new group of people. Um, But uh, interesting question as far as two out of the three, Davis, Eckler, and Guyton, if they all ball out this year, I think that's the key, that, like, all of these guys have an amazing season, and you can bring back only two of them. Which two are you bringing back? Honestly, I would just bring back Michael Davis. If they both, like, have incredible seasons, they're going to... They're going to cost themselves out of our ability to bring him back. Right. I mean, Austin Eckler, if he does have another good season, we've already made it very clear that we're not willing to pay him and give him a long-term deal. We we already gave him his undrafted deal, and then we gave him a second deal, a third deal for a running back. I know he's not old yet, but we've already talked about it on this episode that the running back market is depreciated. It's just not, right. it's just not going to happen. I mean, we've drafted a running back every year for the last three years because we knew we weren't going to sign him again. So, um, and Jalen Guyton, he's, he's number six. He's like our six receiver. So uh, if he has an incredible year, we have two guys that are top five on our, on our pay on, on what we're paying guys. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen are top five on the team and, and getting paid every year. So, um, yeah, I, I, there's no, I don't think there's any way if Guyton has a good year, he's back. Eckler, I just, I'm going to enjoy this season and appreciate him, but I don't think there's any chance he's coming back to us. But Michael Davis, if he, if he has an incredible, another good, really good year, yeah, hundred percent, man. Like he's, he's, he's cornerback one right now with the not knowing what JC is and talks of Asante, not even being the slot guy with just playing incredible. So, uh, Michael Davis seems like your one guy that's, pretty solid and doesn't doesn't get hurt hmm. yeah i think asking us to pick two is a little too easy i kind of kind of with the one because mm, yeah for me for me if you pick two i think it's you got to look at what it's going to cost i think it's easier right. to to do davis which would have a comparable contract to eckler mm-hmm. and then guyton if he plays amazingly like you're just not still not going to cost that yeah because we signed him to a one-year like one million plus yeah, if deal he, if he balls out and goes crazy with the limited production he has he's still going to be cheap right so i think that that would be what i would do yeah because we all know the contracts for all the other stud players that we have of bosa keenan mike Khalil, Khalil, you know, all of those guys are going to come home to and roost. Justin now and then Justin's sometime soon. big fat contract is going to be just around but the corner. The one thing about that is that it'll, you know, he can be cheaper for the first couple of years the way they can sure. schedule it. Kind of what happened with Mahomes is like Super Bowl window where he's going off is because he was p- getting paid so little against right. the cap. So it'd actually be good for us in these next couple of years to do that. 
and structure it in a way to where you can like, all right, let's go. You know right. what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Right. But just in the in the essence of it being like of these three players, I think Davis, you're going to get the most value for the money that That's you put the in hardest, there. It's one of the hardest positions to find yeah. a good player at. Yeah. You can find serviceable running backs all over the place. Look right. at uh, Sadly, Pacheco. Yeah. Uh, Pacheco. Yeah. From, he was an undrafted guy who just won a Super Bowl. All right. So it, it's just, it's a position that you don't need to be the top physical freak that, you know, I think somebody said quarterback and cornerback are the two hardest positions to play in football. Hmm. So if you find a good one of those, keep them. Yeah. Um, all right. Zachary, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to the K-Man who asked the question. Question. From everything you have found out up to now, do you think J.C. Jackson will be ready for camp this week? I'm nervous that they announced that he was going to go see a doctor in June. Right. And they haven't, he hasn't said anything on social media what's happening. It's either, it's either he's being like sly where he's going to roll up to camp like with the, with the awesome car, hop out like I'm ready to go, mm. or he's going to be in the training room for another month. You know what I mean? It, like, I think it's either or just with the, the silence of the whole situation. Mm. It's like the big surprise I'm back, I'm hoping for, but it could be maybe start of the season. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see how tra- training camp looks for him. I really hope so, though. I mean, he was back for OTAs doing like one on one drills on no, the side. No, he, he was on the side. Yeah, but he wasn't like competing. He was still no. Like, but I mean, it, it, but he's out there. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. on the field. So I think Man, that I, we. I mean, we were I, what a month ago we were talking like, I wonder if this guy's gonna play at all this year. Play or ever? Yeah. Is this a season, This is a career ending thing. So, right. I mean, the fact that he was even out there at all during minicamp. It points to him trying to be there for training camp here in right. the next couple yeah. days. So yeah i i would be I would be surprised, but I would also kind of not be surprised just because of the OTA business. I'd be surprised if he is out there out there like competing, like actually getting like contact or anything like that. That would be a shock. It's going to start right away, so we'll find out on Wednesday. We will. As per usual. So, uh, the K-Man, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Swipe of Visuals. Who asked the question? Hey, guys, I need a song idea for a Chargers hype up. Y'all got any recommendations? Make sure it really gets the fans hype. Do we ever? <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you yeah. got? Oh. My, My name, name is Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, yeah it's it's too that good. One. That yeah, one, that one's good. Thunderstruck is the always go to, but uh, my, my name, name is Thunder by the Beat Roots. The Beat Roots, yeah, yeah. Somebody that, introduced that, it that, that came out of left field earlier on this off season. That like it's do, amazing do, do, that do, the Chargers do, haven't like do, do, tried do. to use that in some of their other hype up videos because it is so perfect. Yeah, for the Chargers, so that one's a big one for sure and i've been really into the hives lately i did a, oh, a, yeah. a fun uh, highlight video on our patreon with the three quarterbacks so we got phil justin and uh dan fouts and had to use uh hate to say i told you so which yeah is a song so i've kind of find myself going back to high school with some of these songs like getting me hyped up i don't know what it is early 2000s Let's the nostalgia man kevin yeah, the nostalgia man <laughs> bring it back the oldies all right <laughs> Um, any other uh, songs in your playlist there, Kyle? No. Ever since no. you guys introduced me to my <laughs> Coco Melon. Yeah. No, no Coco <laughs> no <Cocoa> Melon. <laughs> Honestly, I have dodged three bullets so far with the Coco Melon train. <laughs> I have not I have not been exposed. 
<laughs> I'm really hoping that this fourth kid doesn't Keep bring the in the trend going. Yeah. Respect the streak. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what about you folks? If you've got any uh, songs that get you hyped up, put it down in the comments for Swipe a Visual so you can put together a good hype playlist. And there might be some songs in there that we haven't heard. Of, I, so. hey, I love being surprised. With yeah. That. We need a playlist ourselves. So Swipe a Visuals, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to a Thier Kader. Who asked the question? Well, Doug, my baby, ask Bolt Fam. I have a question for the coach this week. Week one versus the Dolphins. Main focus for Miami defense is to take out Keenan from the game plan, put pressure on QJ, or play coverage to force our QB to be patient. Let me hear my coach, FTR, baby. And I do want to say he prefaced this with, I hope coach is on the show this week. <laughs> We just, we just left that part out. <laughs> and if he's not there, you guys can fumble f your way through this answer. <laughs> As we would. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it, there you go, coach. What do you think? Uh, I mean, don't give the Dolphins any ideas if, they're, if their coaching staff is listening right now. But They live in their own world if you what follow do you think? any of those <laughs> Dolphins on Twitter. What do you think their main focus would be? T taking Keenan from the game plan, putting pressure on Quentin, or putting... Uh, Compelling coverage to force uh, Justin to be patient. Yeah, I think honestly, the, the I mean, you could do any of those things. We have a lot of weapons, so it's hard to to, to just take away one guy. Um, when you look at our team as a whole, you want to force us to run the ball. Um, so anything that you can do to make us prove that we are a running team is what you're going to try to do. Which I think I think it's going to match up really well for the Chargers because I think that's going to be Kellen's Kellen Moore's like main like focus in this offseason, looking at how poorly we ran the ball last year is how can we scheme together a, a game plan where we can run the ball and prove that we have that ability. Um, but you look at years past the last couple of years, especially last year, the way that it ended in Jacksonville, you're going to force us to run the ball. So you're going to see a lot of deep safeties, a really light box, five guys in the box um, with a lot, with a lot of confusion in the secondary, uh, just, just kind of, teasing us to run the ball as much as we can and we have to be effective if we can if we can start the season running the ball um against those light boxes it's just going to be such a game changer for everything that we can do um so yeah i think miami you're going to force us to run the ball you're gonna have two high safeties a lot guys getting out of the box to to really get in the way and uh, reroute receivers and force us to run the football interesting i like it there you Credibility go. Credibility back to the podcast. Thank Welcome God, because we would have been like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Just did too dope. good. He never, he's always patient. Good pod. Um, <laughs> he's always patient. <laughs> Athir, thank you Thanks, for man. asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolty McBoltface. <laughs> yes. Who asked the question? That's awesome name. I have a question for Coach. Uh, it might be a fit for Coach's corner if it's, you know, it's up your alley. Uh, now, a follow-up for the whole gang. Much was made about how the defense improved markedly in the last five games. So, theories range from Staley simplifying the defense uh, since Darwin was out, allowing the defense as a whole to think less and play faster, or the team getting the scheme finally, or just game-specific plans like press man against Miami's quick timing routes which does the film suggest it was 
if it was simplified, do you think Stanley learns from this moving forward? Or is he too invested in the complicated scheme to alter it moving forward since it worked for the Rams? Uh, film clips or screenshots would be great to, you know, show your points. You guys are the best. Keep up the great work. Uh, Kayla, love you. Bye. Yeah. All right. So normally we would do a coach's corner on our Thursday episodes, but we haven't brought those back. Those are coming it, back shortly. Those it, are in season. Yeah. yeah. Those are They're the, coming back. I need, I need a little bit of excitement of something coming <laughs> up to put the time in to look at film. Right. So. so for those that are new listeners, Kyle occasionally will do a coach's corner where he'll break it down. Uh, and Bolton McBoldface bringing up an idea as far as how the Chargers played in the last five games. So that could potentially be the next coach's corner that we see once we yeah. bring those back. But in the meantime, what do you think about his question as far as the defense kind of clicking near the end of the season? What do you attribute that to? It's, it, is, it is hard. It's the age-old question of how much do you install... But you have, as a coach, you want to take advantage of what you have, right? You you only coach to the pieces that you have. You want to, your personnel to dictate what you do. It seems silly to run a defense that's simple with Derwin James in it. Because you you want to be as, as disguised as you can. And you want to be as multiple as you possibly can while still being effective. And it feels like Coach Daly still figuring out the balance of like, how tricky can I be with still allowing these guys to play fast? Um, it, in my opinion, the reason that they got good, I don't have clips to back it up. I could go pull some clips and and lie to you and say, look, these two, you could totally tell by these two clips that we're playing fast because it's simple. It's just, it's not that easy over the course of a whole game. A lot of things are happening. Um, but maybe I will, I'll try to look at a couple here for a coach's corner in the future. But I think that it really was a simplification thing. It, it, when you have better talent than the other team, you just simplify it and let them play fast. Um, and I think just just allow that to be the case. Like if Derwin's a, a high safety, then still keep it simple and allow him to be good at being a high safety. Or if you bring him down in the box and JT Woods goes in there with Alohi, you can still keep it simple, but get those guys in different positions. Um, it, it it does feel a little bit like he's trying to do too much. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how he was so successful with the Rams um, doing the same thing. Maybe he wasn't though. Maybe he was. Maybe he did simplify things down for the Rams. The only people that could tell you that is the players. No matter how much film I look at, I wouldn't be able to dissect what was simpler and more intricate. The players are going to be the ones to tell you, like, this was my responsibility on this snap. I can watch it, but what if the guy doesn't do what his responsibility was? Then it's not really a tell. So um, in my opinion, it's always better to make it simple and let the guys play fast, especially when you have better talent. Now, when you're going against one of the top five offenses in the league, you have to be diverse. You have to... You have to cover disguise stuff and change your coverages. So it, it's it's not a carte blanche. Be simple. It's when we lose to the like Texans in 2021, and it's like, how did that happen? Like we we should have just been able to show up and get a W. In those types of games, it's like keep it simple. Let them go play. Let us just prove that we're better than Davis Mills and win the game. Um, so. 
when you play, yeah, when you play the Chiefs, you can't just you can't just show up. You have to keep it. You have even if it at the risk of allowing a big play, you got to try to make big plays. So uh, it's it unfortunately it's not an easy answer. I think that in those that that stretch where you played really well, um, it was being simple and we were able to make some plays. Um, but I'm not willing to throw Coach Steele under the bus. Say he doesn't know what he's doing, and us as a fan base know that you need to keep it simple. Um, not not yet. Well said. Well, well thank played. God you came back. <laughs> <laughs> don't get too don't get too excited. But thanks for coming back. <laughs> Nothing like a big brother to bring you back down. Uh, all right. Well, there you go, Bolty McBoldface. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on out to Lolo MCC. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Is game planning a game-by-game strategy, or are there support specialists that focus on being experts for specific opponent teams? All right. That seems like back to coach. Keep going, coach. You're on a roll. <laughs> can you guys help me? Wait. Can you guys help me dissect the question, though? Not not to. So, uh, is yeah. when you're game planning, is are you game planning based on the, your opponent every single week? Um, or are there specialists that kind of help focus on um, specific? I guess they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? So assistant yeah. coaches are basically. But. Yeah. Um, so I would say there's two different things. So the offense, for the most part, you're going to run what you run, um, and you're going to adjust maybe a little bit based on personnel. De- from a defensive strategy, you should be very different week to week. Um, that's kind of the way that football works is the offense dictates what the defense does. It's hard for a defense to dictate what you're going to do. Like if you have Justin Herbert at quarterback, the defense is going to game plan to take away Justin Herbert. Whereas if you're playing the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry's in the backfield, you have to scheme to what they want to do. They want to give Derrick Henry the football. So right. I, from a from a game to game i would say that the defense is going to look more different game to game than offense will um i think most of the offensive work happens in the off season right now in training camp otas mini camp kellen moore is probably busting his butt right now to figure things out whereas like for me as a high school coach there was times where i would come out and i would have a completely different defense um from week to week so if you went and watched my last two games to try to scout what we were doing you might not have any clue what the kind of defense we want to run because it's so different. So um, I would say from a game to game strategy, it affects defense more than offense offense. They know what they want to do. It's just, how do we manipulate certain um, matchups that we like a little bit more um, because they can do that. There we go. Coach keeping the streak alive. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lolo MCC. Good guy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to XX Kevon, who asked the question. Wool dog, Kevo, coach, baby. What it do? I'm excited as you can tell. But anyway, I got a good feeling about Pokey Wilson. I don't know. He might be that uh, six wide receiver. But to my question, honest answers. Where would you rank Herbo out of all the current QBs? Do you want an honest answer or the biased answer? Because I got two two answers. <laughs> if they're not the same number, I'm yeah. I'm concerned. Both <laughs> answers, biased, unbiased. It's number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think there's something to be said for 
Patrick Mahomes being the fucking guy. Wrong I, answer. It's a bullshit answer. That's the unbiased answer is that put he would Justin be... Herbert. No, wait, wait. But put Justin Herbert on the Chiefs. Do you not think that he's won the same amount of Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, you're probably right. He's 100% has. I that, think he has a light years ahead of our coaching staff because Andy Reid is a legend in the league. He's been how long has he coached in the NFL? Sure. I mean, I, the the sti- the tracks of the the chips have been stacked against Justin Herbert from the second he got in the league. Sure. His start was because of a we ruptured a dude's lung with a shot, and then he was with a coach that was already on his way out in 2020 during COVID, and then he gets a brand new head coach that's a DC. He's now had a different offense. I mean, everything. You put Justin Herbert as a rookie on the Chiefs. I'm sorry, but. Patrick Mahomes is not better than Justin Herbert. He just has a much, much better situation. Sure. No, I'm just, I'm just saying based on like the what everyone's saying, all the thing with we see him at like anywhere from like three to six. Yeah. And yeah. in my opinion, he is one A, one B. Like he's right there. He just doesn't have the championships to to right. claim the throne. I think as soon as he gets one Super Bowl, that's his throne. Yeah. I think he's going to claim it. I don't think he's there's going to be any issues with it after that. Yeah. I mean, given the stat that we talked about earlier in the podcast, if the defense would just be be better, sir, be half the half it would have ri- it would have risen Justin Herbert's rank immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, number 1 and number 1 in our hearts. And in one. our hearts and minds. Um XX Kevon, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bolted Asherman who asked the question. Thoughts on this Herbert contract prediction. Eight years, $475 million, fully guaranteed. Also, fire the cannon. That's FTC. F*** the Chiefs. Pumped up for the season. Bolt up. Can't love you. Bye. Nice. Fire the cannon. Cannon. I like that. Um, All right. So, it's gonna be prediction, a lot. <laughs> eight year, 475 I'd, fully guaranteed. I'm hoping he gets one of those ten, those ten banger contracts. Let's yeah, the double digits. Years, yeah, ten years, five five hundred mil. As far as you, ten year, five hundred mil. Um, <laughs> let's so go. Is that wasn't that Patrick Mahomes deal? Ten year, five hundred mil. Mahomes was ten years, four fifty. Yeah. Four fifty. So go five hundred and make it a little bit more guaranteed money. And, but it's all it's all going to be based on what happens with Burrow. That. They're, everybody's just waiting They're for just, which shoe one to of drop gonna first. Ha- yeah, yeah, something's going to happen, and whatever happens, one you know that's going to be the argument that you know I think I think Herbert's going to make just a little bit less than Burrow because the high like he gets his Burrow team to the playoffs it. consistently. Well, he's been he to, the to the Super Bowl, Bowl. Yeah. sure. Like okay, then he gets okay. a little bit more than okay, Justin, whatever. and let's just figure that out. I think yeah. it's easier for Justin to set it, set it, and then Burrow will go. Yeah, as opposed to the other way around, but. We'll see, but yeah, eight year, four seventy five. I don't mind. I would be pumped about that kind of contract. Would you be worried about it being fully guaranteed? That's just a reality. Yeah, yeah is that's that just it, what it is? That's a lot of. Well, I was going to say, I know Deshaun Watson. His contract was fully guaranteed. Yeah, which is what was Jalen Hurts, which was psychotic. Yeah, I don't remember Jalen Hurts. Recent, he got um, two hundred fifty five million, one hundred and ten million guaranteed. Yeah. So yeah. So they still give got some wiggle room, and maybe that's the stipulation why her, no contracts have been signed between Herbert or Burrow is that that yeah. guaranteed you, amount. Dude, eight years, four seventy five. Even if it's two hundred million guaranteed, that's like, a lot. Sh- of shut money. up. Just sign the contract. <laughs> You're almost you a billionaire. Yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, you don't have the same amount of children as Philip Rivers yet there, Herbert. So I don't nothing. think you got to worry you have about no dependence like, spending right now. money and yeah. for kids and stuff like yeah, that. You're not going to be able to write very much off on your taxes <laughs> at this point. <laughs> oh, um, can you imagine the amount of money that he would pay? Phil's going to write off <laughs> That is so sad. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, Phil's, Phil's 10 kids, the write-offs aren't, I mean... For us, that's a big deal. For him, it's like that uh, didn't really Dude, help that extra that much. That extra thirty-five, four grand a year, I'll <laughs> yeah. take it all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Bolted Asher Man, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to the Salty Cook, who asked Certified Fresh the question. <laughs> it sounded like you said Salty Cook. I see the. I heard the salty different. What? I heard a different cook. I heard a different thing. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> who asked the question? <laughs> What's up, Bolt fam? I know we're all looking forward to the upcoming season, and during these dog days of summer, everyone is speculating on who the breakout player will be this season. One name I haven't heard anyone mention is our monster of a fullback, Xander Mother Effin Horvath. We started off the season using him effectively with two TDs in the first two games. But he finished the season with only five catches and four rushing attempts. What's the deal with that? Do you think Kellen Moore will use him more frequently this season? Thanks, boys. BTFU and f- those bitch-ass Raiders. All right. Yeah. The, uh, the the Horvath question. I think everybody has that. But it's going to be interesting what they do. Because he's got three guys ahead of him. If you're talking about running back and taking away touches from those guys. Right. Yeah. It's a little hard. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him on more like first and one situations, right? Like power Goal situations, power yeah. setup. I think the fact that we got the little, you got the two touchdowns at the beginning of the year last year was like, oh wow, this is going to be amazing. And it was just <laughs> maybe a little bit of a fluke in terms of the timing of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope he's great. It'd be awesome to have like, you know. But it is weird how it fell off. Like not even yeah, felt they didn't like there were him. any attempts later on in the was year. He hurt? I think there was something there. I know. I don't know. He must have said something bad about Lombardi's mom or something. Yeah. I don't know, but um, didn't really get utilized as much uh, during the rest of the season. I did. Did I'm sure you don't know off the top of your head, but if Dallas Cowboys had a fullback that they utilized over Ezekiel Elliott in their, I don't think so. They were, they were so tight end heavy and right, running yeah. back. I think that was more of the personnel. Like, there's not many teams that have a fullback. That's just a fullback. It's a kind right. of a hybrid player where it's special teams, it's fullback, it's being able to catch out of the catch, it's being able to run. If you can't do that, there's not a position on a football team for a fullback. You know right. what I mean? Well, yeah. your fullback has to be your all-star Pro Bowl um, special teams guy, yeah. which like Derek Watt was for us for forever. Right. And that's, and Xander had a great special teams year last year. So it adds that little element that you can toss him in there and move him around and, he can't have a place on the offense. Look, he's not going to score 10 touchdowns. I think two touchdowns is a lot for a fullback. That's not his job. Right. Um, if he can just lead block here and there and be a stud on special teams, it's worth a roster spot because it adds a little element to your offense that keeps guys having to prepare for it. And you get a you get a lockdown kind of body type for special teams. So um I I think he makes the team. I don't think he's done unless he has a he just is a disastrous uh, camp, but yeah, I think Horvath to be on the team. And I think that hopefully Kellen can get creative on how to, how to use him. Yeah, that would be great to see uh, the salty cook. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to rebolted 2006. Who asked the question? 
Here is the Chiefs' running game from last year versus our running game from last year. Pacheco had 170 attempts, 830 yards, 4.9 average, versus Austin Eckler, 204 attempts, 915 yards, 4.5 average. The team total was 1970 for the Chiefs, averaging 4.7 yards, ranking them 20th. Total team for the Chargers was 1,524 yards, averaging 3.8 yards, ranking them 30th. With that being said, what performance should we expect, no less from this room, this upcoming season, for it to be successful? Pretty much matched them outside of RB3 and Justin's rushing performance for obvious fractured rib cartilage reasons. 1,800-yard total for the room with an average of 4.3 yards per carry. What are you guys thinking? Teach an old dog how to dug in this new pass-heavy running back committee league? Just really want to understand what average running game actually means. Okay, love you, bye. And he also gave us stats for, like, comparisons all the way down yeah so sorry. we got there's a lot of numbers and <laughs> i get stuff in here I it looks good on, it looks, in my hands it looks good on paper but like <laughs> reading it out loud out. is like how do we keep track of this yeah um but i honestly the biggest one here i think when you compare the two teams is justin versus mahomes yeah if justin were actually able to run it this stat is weird because it doesn't necessarily mean you're a good running team it's just that the average between all your players you know what i mean like i don't necessarily consider that like the end all be all for how good your your running game is mm-hmm. when you average it out with you know a guy that gets you know 2.9 sony, sony michelle at 2.9 yards mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's trash that's beyond trash so um we just need to get better in general i think the fact that you know joshua kelly had 4.2 and and uh, Austin at 4.5, like those are good numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just those other outliers. If you look at those other ones, they just bring everything down. Sony Michelle ruined our that ranking, line. Yeah. ruined our ranking. Yeah. And then, you know, Justin's inability to run because he was hurt all season. That didn't help either. Um, Cause he only ran for, he has right here about 54 attempts for 147 yards. So. Um, and I think it's, it's more situational than just numbers can tell you. Right. If you just, just look at numbers, it's like, <laughs> well, our numbers, yeah, we were awful. 30, we ranked 30th. There's <laughs> no way running, to sugarcoat right? that. Yeah. <laughs> but it feel it felt even worse than that because in a game in the playoffs where we had a giant lead against the Jaguars, we could not run the ball at right, all. Right. Right. Yeah. We just could not move the ball. So for me, you, you got to look, get away from the stats. And if we throw for 6,000 yards, but we can run the ball effectively when we need to. I don't care if we rank low in total yards rushed. It's that average that needs to go up. You need to be in that five yard, four to five yard average to be a really, really good running team. I mean, the Chiefs were at 4.7 yards as an average ranked 20th in the NFL in rushing. Right, so yeah. um, we have to have more explosive runs. Um, but just in, in, in my head, when you watch a football game, being able to run when they know you're going to run, the third and ones, yeah. The two minutes, the the, the five minute drill when you're just trying to chew up clock and yeah. force them to call timeouts. Um, that's when it really. I don't care if we don't run the ball up, but when we need to run, we have to be able to. Totally, hundred percent. Rebolted 2006. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Mr. Peckar, who asked the question. The season is finally upon us, and the race to the checkered flag is only mere weeks away. 
And man, oh man, I am so excited. I'm harder than a diamond in an ice storm, if you know what I mean. Our Chargers offense will be shaking and baking away the defenses, running up the score because you know these boys are just big, hairy, winning machines. I can hear our defense now. We're the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, we wake up in the morning and we piss excellence. When Kellen Moore laying, laying down the law, you know you'd best follow it because if not, Moore will paint your back porch red. At the rest of the NFL, you'd best be ready because if not, we're going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. <laughs> I mean, we're coming at you like a spider monkey. Yeah, I mean, we're about to go ape shit on y'all. Oh, holy heck, man. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. And to the Raider fans, you need to lay off the peyote and recognize that we are the best. Because you know, if you ain't first, you're last. Okay, my question. How do y'all feel about the Chargers running with the game plan if you ain't first, you're last? Also, have y'all ever been thrown out of an Applebee's? BTFU, FTR. Oh, and Hakuna Matata Beaches. Kea loves you, bye. Never been thrown out of an Applebee's before. Can't say sure. I have either. Hey, I'm not dead yet. There's still time There's to still accomplish time. these things, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when we go to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Get thrown out of a we Kansas City. We come in City with Applebee's. our Chargers outfits Let's and go. they'll throw us out. Um, all right. The mentality of being a, if you ain't first, you're last. Love it. Who cares about being second place in the AFC West or being fourth? If you're fourth, you just get an easier schedule next year. So if you're not first, you might as well be last. There you go. I, Literally. It's an easy, easy answer there, Mr. Peckar. The answer is yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, thank you for asking the question, but let's move on now to Tom Telesco's burner account. Who asked the question? What up, motherfuckers? It's time to bolt up, baby. JC, Vato, and Zon gonna be gonna combine for the best CB trio in the league. I need a virtual belly bump. I'm so stoked. It's almost go time, baby. Okay. What is all your guys' guilty pleasure? Okay, peace out, mofos. Guilty pleasure. Something we take pleasure in that we know we shouldn't do. What <laughs> <Not> about? <laughs> I can't put down the ice cream. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no matter how bad I know it is for me, I just I keep going back. And, <laughs> and we've been in St. Louis where there's Jenny's ice cream. And doggone it, I keep going uh, back for more pints of overly priced ice cream. I can't help myself. Yeah, that's good. So I'm going to go with <laughs> today is a prime example. Uh, Chargers apparel. Uh, it's a problem. <laughs> there was a sale a real today. Issue. Oh, Sales yeah. are a real issue for and Kevin. The problem is like, if I was a, a solo guy, wouldn't be that big of a deal. Because how many jerseys do you truly need? Right. When I have four sons. When I'm trying to outfit my crew. <laughs> the fam. You're looking at a lot of jerseys. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot of t-shirts and a lot of hats. And when a sale happens. You justify it with, <laughs> this is a great deal. Just but then you look at the card at the end with the discount. You're like, oh, wow. That's almost $400. <laughs> cool, yep. Kevin. When you look job. at the credit card statement, it doesn't feel like as good of a deal. No. But they're all going to look fresh. But you can't help yourself. Different you colored Herbert jerseys. So I'm going to enjoy the shit out of that. It is an absolute pleasure seeing all my kids wearing tens <laughs> on Friday to school when they all go to school. In, in Columbia, Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri, <laughs> where it's all Chiefs fans. And even the teachers that are around there are wearing Chiefs stuff on Fridays. 
My boys are all wearing Herbert jerseys. Powder blue. Nice. Let's go. We got powder blue, navy, and royal. They got they I each got to pick what color they wanted. Oh, nice. Love that. And the baby's rocking powder blue. He doesn't get to pick. He's he's riding dad's baby favorite blue. dad's favorite color. There you go. How about you, Kyle? Any guilty pleasures? Oh, um, I don't know. For for a while there, I me and my wife had a very like easy guilty pleasure of watching The Bachelor. I wouldn't want to tell people that. <laughs> well, you just, but that's the truth. It just happened. But I just told all of you. Um, I kind of fell off the Bachelor wagon. Did you guys hear that they're having the? Okay, you, I mean, no, you no. haven't heard, but I'll let you know. <laughs> Fill me the in. next Bachelor. Listen to this. The next Bachelor is seventy-one years old. That's what I'm interested in. That episode for sure. That's so creepy. How old so are the girls? All, are they all should bunch we watch of like, it together? Are they all a bunch of sixty-year-old women, or are we talking about no. like twenties and thirty-year-olds? They called it like the Golden Bachelor. So yeah, they're all seventy. And there's a whole <laughs> bunch of diggers coming in. They're all old. Oh. I need someone to pay my medical bill. It would be funnier if they were all like fifty and sixty-year-old women. Honestly, like that's the that's the one I'd want to see. But if it's twenty-five or thirty-year-olds, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be so weird. Once I was once I was like too old to watch, and I'm 32. It's not as if I'm <laughs> calling myself old, but like I felt old watching The Bachelor for a while. So maybe this will get me back into it. It'll bring it back in. <laughs> yeah, you can relate to the contestant. Yeah. I'll preemptively say that my guilty pleasure is once again watching The Bachelor. Okay. Love it. Good deal. Great answer. All right, Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Boltville Seven One Four. Who asked the question? <laughs> Church a charge a chat. Before we close, I'd like to give a couple of announcements as I open up this altar call. First of all, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Pastor Rike, president of the Die Hard Boat Club Fellowship. May the Lord continue to give him wisdom to lead. Also, training camp is officially here. And for those who are attending, just remember to bring a hat and cool beverages. Let us pray for players' health. May the Lord deliver this team from any injuries during that camp. That being said, I've seen a lot of brothers and sisters that are still struggling with faith after last season. The book of Herbalations tells us, <laughs> for I make all things new. And I saw a new season and all the pain, sin, and suffering will be cleansed and washed away. For I, Herbert, with the spirit of the more, shall deliver you from two-yard checkdowns and botched jet sweeps. Can I get a Kellen and a Herbaluya? So all you sinners and backsliders, I mean sisters and brothers here today, <laughs> I would hate to see you leave here without giving your tithes. I mean your life's back to the Lord, you <laughs> prodigal sons of rivers. Anyways, I forgot where I was going with this. So let's just do another round of tides and offerings so we can uh, show the Lord how grateful we are that football is back. Yeah, Lord knows those club level season tickets are pricey. And Lord knows not all of us got it like uh, the brisket broads or gin mills. <laughs> Lastly, let us also pray for our players' health. May the Lord deliver them from any injuries or drama during training camp. In the name of the Herbert Moore and Staley, we pray and everyone in agreement said FTR and oh wait I almost forgot I have a uh, brother Boatville helping me sell some holy water made from Raider Fan Tears only $19.99 per ounce goes great on mixed drinks or has shots it may just be Windex who knows but just buy them okay because uh, we can't forget about <laughs> season parking all right hey uh, charge chat 
What's the worst scam that you've been hit with? All right, I'm sorry for being so long-winded, church. Uh, you know what they say, time is money, and uh, money is the root of this pastor's joy. <laughs> okay, we are dismissed, church. <laughs> FTRN, can love you, bye. Great performance, Adam. Oh. Great script, great performance. That was I, I mean, every time I see one from Boltville and it's like four paragraphs, I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? But then I read it and I'm like, okay. He's a good, he's, yeah, he, he, got <laughs> A's, he got A's in English. Um, okay. Well, all of that, <laughs> the question of uh, worst, have, scam. worst scam we've ever been hit with. I feel like I'm getting texted a lot with scams and it's just making me an untrustworthy person. So if you don't get a text back from me, it's because I think you're a scam. That's where I'm at right now. Don't send Kevin links. He won't click them. No, I'm terrified. (laughs) I'm terrified. I'm terrified. You've been in Europe too many times, dude. No. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Biggest Biggest scam. I felt like I had one. Now I lost it. Where'd it go? Chargers going... Leaving San Diego. <laughs> Kyle got that was hit so pretty hard. hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a scam. <laughs> it was real. It just really happened. Sad. Oh, biggest scam. Scam before. Yeah. God bless that we haven't really been scammed too hard. I've been scammed by people that I thought were cool that turned out not to be cool. I guess that's a scam. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, yeah, yeah, you get scammed by scammed. Yeah, friendship scam. Friend scam. I keep an eye you out got for those. friend scam. Yeah. <laughs> um I feel like maybe the biggest scam that I got hit with was I bought a jersey that I looked legit and then it showed uh, up at my door and it was like, that ain't legit. No, at not all. legit. No, yeah. I was like, oh, oh that man. Rem- I bought these uh, Charger like sweatpants maybe four years ago. Yeah. And it was like a big thing. Never got them. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't even being, get them. remember being pissed about that. And then I tried to reach out to the guy and he disappeared. Go, go, go. You just got scammed. Yeah. Yeah. You got scammed. Dude. I, as I Black told you, my guilty is. pleasure is buying ch- Charger shit. And that Even if you don't get it, ass. you keep yeah. going back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I wish we had better answers for you, Boltville714, but I think we... But we're not gullible dicks. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Unless it's Charger apparel. And then Unless, we if are. there's Charger apparel, then we might be gullible yeah. dicks. Yeah, yeah. And then if there's a good deal, we might <laughs> fall for it. Consider me dick. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Isaiah J. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question. <laughs> question. What's your favorite Chargers gear you have right now? FTR, FTB, FTC. Bolt the mother up, baby. Can love you. Bye. <laughs> oh. uh, I have a weird one Kyle gave me that is like, I haven't seen anywhere. Um, anywhere. This is early 90s Chargers gear, technically. Okay. Um, it's a chargers pog and slammer board mm. that came with a charger slammer and a charger pog wow i've never seen this before ever but it's Pogs. officially licensed Good lord i have it up in my like man cave right now <laughs> it, it's the weirdest one that it d- probably doesn't cost very much or maybe it's like priceless it, i don't it, know now that yeah who knows but like i look at it i'm like wow that is the weirdest shit i own <laughs> Really? It's like, no one, this is a non-exist game. This yeah. game doesn't exist anymore. No, nobody plays box. But yet I have it. So that's, I think it's one of my most random fun pieces of gear. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. Pogs and Slammers, man. I used to have a shit ton of And it's official. It's not like, oh, some dude made it and is 
in no, the it's like it's licensed. Like, it's, it's licensed. It's got the yeah. sticker. It's in like the original packaging <laughs> and everything. It's wild. That's like whoever so cool. whoever we got it from, I can't remember where Kyle got it from. They didn't open it. They weren't there to play. They were just there to collect some slammers. <laughs> they weren't and there to play. They weren't there <laughs> to like slam game. and pog. You know what I mean? Love that. Yeah, that's my random shit. Um, favorite Charger gear. Do you have one, Kyle? Um, is it in my office? Corny. Is it going to be a corny answer? But it's all my diehard bowl club stuff. I, I love it. I know. I just, I really do love it more than anything that I bought at like Charger Stadium stuff because it's just, it is super unique and different than anything. You can't. That they it's hard sell. to get. Yeah, and it's hard to get. Like it's a select squad that gets access to this stuff, so. I, lo- oh, I love all the diabolic. And we saw their new designs for this year. Oh, Holy shit, are wait. they cool looking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got the new hats. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I definitely need to get one of those. Um, and the shirts, like the logos. They've, they've gone out of their minds with how cool yeah, these logos are. It's next level. Good answer. Um, Yeti, no, I take maybe yet my Yeti or Not dolls. Oh, wow, that's a good one good. too. Because I got four Yeti or Nots. Yeah, you got more than me. It's the unique one. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very unique. That like, is very unique. Yeah. Um, Charger gear. Since we're kind of going the cornball route, I kind of need. To, I feel like I need to follow suit with Confess. that. Um, yeah, double. Down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, the the cutout trumpet that the brisket broads uh, gave us. Trumpet. Yes. That's yep. that's up in my kitchen. Right above my fridge, so I see it every also day. Also one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. that's a one of a that kind. That was badass. Irreplaceable. I love that thing. Um, yeah, that's a good one. We got hey, we got time to collect some more shit this year. We do. Just getting started, boys. Yeah, Can't come wait. back and ask us in six months. Come yeah. back and ask us after we get our stuff from the sale we just purchased. Yeah, we'll do a show and tell. There's <laughs> my new Derwin jersey. <laughs> um, all right, Isaiah J. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Senior Snappy, who, if you haven't uh, heard... Oh, the time is now. The time is now. Senior Snappy has r- basically given us a choose-your-own-adventure that has spanned over multiple episodes. This is like the fifth or sixth one, right? Years. <laughs> this, is, this is a long one. So I wish I could remember every episode that we did this so you could go back and listen. But uh, at this point right now, I think I have escaped Mexico. <laughs> Wait, are you out of Mexico? I think I'm out of Mexico because Ricardo Maltaban. He had to pick between the dog or Kyle. Well, and I and I had to decide whether or not I was going to marry Ricardo to keep him from having to go back to Mexico. I think, and it was like it was like saving somebody by doing that. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, (laughs) whatever. So uh, I believe that's where we're at in the story. Uh, Kyle, be ready. You've got some lines. Oh, God. Here we go. So, oh, God. Here's the setup it's exterior beach day. Kyle and Ricardo stand on a rock on a sandy Tijuana beach. Children splash and play in the water a few feet away. Ricardo checks his watch anxiously. Kyle studies his phone, oblivious. What is keeping him? He always does this, takes forever getting ready. <laughs> At last, last, the bride, Wooldog, descends the stairs to the beach. The waves of the ocean caress the sandy shore. It takes forever to get ready. (laughs) 
So this is it, Upero. One chapter ends, and another begins. I think I'm ready now. <laughs> Ricardo and Wolfdog stand close and turn to face Kyle. <laughs> I'm the officiator, if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Kyle's the officiator. Okay. We are gathered today to witness to witness the marriage of Ricardo Montalban and Wooly Wolbero Wolldog. <laughs> Don't forget my scripture. Oh, oh, I did it. I will now read from the 97th Psalm, verse 4. His lightnings lit up the world. The earth saw and trembled. This does not feel the way I'd imagined it would. A wave crashes nearby. The tide is rising and the ocean creeps ever closer to the three. Really? This is exactly what I pictured. <laughs> Do you have the rings? I don't have rings exactly, but there is this trophy from 1964. Don't worry about it. We'll get our rings. <laughs> A wave crashes just inches from the wedding party. Wooldog hops aside to avoid the spray. Ricardo and Kyle stand motionless, stoic, ready. In the distance, a group approaches. The sun blazes behind them. <laughs> if anyone has any reason why this fugitive and this elderly character actor should not be joined today, let them speak now or forever, forever hold their peace. A wave slams the shoreline just inches away from Ricardo and Wooldog, spraying Kyle directly in the face. Oh, shit! <laughs> it is all right, Wooldog. You are safe. Let us hurry and finish here. Whoosh! The tide comes fast. The group scatters to higher ground. Haven't you heard of a goddamn farmer's almanac? What? How did, how did you find us? Bully, where's Ricardo? Well, he's washed out to sea, duh. The guy is like 103 years old. Who planned this fiasco anyway? Uh, so a question. Hmm. What if the marriage is legal in Mexico already? Would Wooldog change his name or try to play it off like this whole thing didn't just happen, which it totally did? <laughs> also, those hunt gangsters are back. Are you going to actually, you know, like talk to them or like run away again? All right. <laughs> that was the narrator. That by was the way. a good one, Senior. <laughs> the Snappy. Valley Girl is the narrator. That was this good. We really need to put all these together in one yeah. specialty, like all the around. And we better hear some seagulls and some water in the background. Uh, great, more work for me. I Thank know it's going to be Snappy. worth it. <laughs> um, okay, so if the marriage is legal in Mexico already, would Will Dog change his name or try to play it off? So are you like game? ready to like double down on being married to this guy or are you like, He's oh, that never see. happened. Because now I am willing What's to... the life insurance policy like? True. Ricardo Maldon's got to have like that's some true. money He's got bank. some dough. Yeah. Change your name, dude. Take if, get the cash. If that's all it takes to... to <laughs> yeah, Ricardo's... <laughs> He's ready to kick the bucket at any day now. Yeah. If he hasn't already, I honestly don't know if Ricardo Montalban's still alive or not. Um, but yeah, if that was the case, I mean, I'm doing this all for shits and giggles anyway. So yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I would change my name. Will Dog Montalban. Sure. Because I can always change it back once he died. 
Get that, get that Maltabon money. <laughs> yeah. I'll rack up a bunch of debt for Adam Maltabon. <laughs> <laughs> and then disappear and become Adam Woolley again. <laughs> um, <coughs> and then, uh, let's Rad. see. Also, those hot gangsters are back. Are you going to actually, you know, talk to them or run away again? They're gangsters. They're scary. Yeah. I remember they like... But do you want but, resolution for your story? Or you're just yeah, they almost made the you run. shit your pants like force episodes. I know. Ago. I felt like there were some threats too. It's been so long, senior snappy. You might be surprised. I don't remember everything that happened. So it's been a while. It's been though. a long time, but I guess since uh, <laughs> since my gold ticket just got washed out to sea, and uh, <laughs> I've got other. Uh, gangsters there. I feel maybe a little cornered, so yeah, I feel like some dialogue might have to happen now at this point between uh, yeah. the gangster and Kyle now stuck in the middle of all this. <laughs> the, the I'm swimming, dude. I'm going, I'm going after <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo! Ricardo! <laughs> um, Alright. Thanks, Well, dude. yeah. Hey, Senior Snappy, oh. thank you uh, for another awesome <laughs> script so good I, we do have to put all these together one time just let us know when we're getting well, close to we, the finale we don't have an ending all, yet i know yeah. we need to know Let's, when the ending's coming so we that episode we give them the whole the story. whole shebang oh, yeah. yeah yeah all right senior snappy god bless you and thank you for See you in thunder alley soon my man and yeah we'll be seeing you very soon uh but we go out of ask bolt fam with one of our favorites jeebs the d is silent uh, who asks Freaking silent. The question. So silent. Hey, guys, I did it. I made the app. Check it out. You start the app and you just like talk into it and it projects the voice you pick. Watch. <clears throat> okay, motherfucking, motherfucking, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Get it? It's it's Samuel Jackson. Okay. Um, what about this one? <clears throat> Here we go, baby. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah, Vital, Mr. Baby. Yeah, it's loaded with thousands of voices and even like some random ones. Like, oh my God, this app is like the shit. It's totally like just amazing. Even my poodle loves it. Don't you, Fluffy? <laughs> Wait, a what? I guess we could try it. it sounds kind of weird, but okay. <clears throat> I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chill out, dickwad. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. See, you can do whatever. Like, we're going to be so popular. Let's try Mickey Mouse as Sam Jacks asking a random question. Okay. <clears throat> oh, oh, boy, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. Oh, here's a motherfucking question. <laughs> what is for each of you, your Mount Rushmore of Charger coaches? And what is your Chargers coaching dream team? <laughs> Head coach, OCDC, and special teams. Oh, feel free to mix and match. For example, Marty was a head coach, but he was also a DC as well. Okay, that's enough of the app for now. Pretty cool, though, right? I mean, I'm calling it Wool Doggin. No? Yeah, well, I'm still working on it. Whatever. I'm out. Oh, yeah. And f the Raiders. Okay, love you. Bye. Tour de, tour de force. <laughs> that was so good. Tour de force. Holy shit, dude. Oh, Jeeves. So good to hear you back. Wow. Buddy. Always love having you on. Um, all right. 
Great question, though. Mount Rushmore of Charger coaches. We normally hear what's the Mount Rushmore of Charger players, but Charger coaches. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball of wax. Sure is. One that I am not prepared to answer. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's kind of easy. Yeah. Um, I think you do Don Coriel. As the OC, as the OC, OC, yeah. Okay, I mean he's the. Um, I think. Well, I think genius. it's like the best, and then we can kind of narrow it down from there. We, okay. Here's my three. It's that. It's uh, Bobby Ross, Bobby obviously, because he took us to the Super Bowl. Sure. And so then, what Bobby Ross and Shoddy. Bobby Ross, head coach, Shoddy DC. I think it's, yeah, and and then you have yeah. I think I think that's the easiest route. It's the special teams that you don't know, right? So Don Coriel is your OC. Schottenheimer is your DC. Bobby oh, we don't Ross want we don't want Schottenheimer to be special teams, weren't we? Like amazing in that year we were shitty i'm thinking of a different year actually a different coach sorry i digress <laughs> <laughs> so we've got coriel is oc yeah schottenheimer dc ross is the head coach yeah special teams then, who cares just pick one <laughs> anthony pick, Lynn. Somebody. pick somebody pick let's put ryan Ficken. he's got the youth he's excited <laughs> yeah yeah why don't we let's go old school let's go with like uh who was the first coach it was um gilman the first coach of the Chargers, Sid Gilman. He'd be 180 right, right now. That'd be fun to see. <laughs> what about we go you go pick Darren Bennett? Get a guy that played and yeah. he could be a coach. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'm in. All right. All right. That was easy. That was uh, very easy sweet. enough. We okay. don't have the thing is our history with coaches is not great. There's not only, great. A, there's only <laughs> a handful of them that were that any good. Yeah, yeah there's a handful. Uh, all right. Well, there right. you go. Staley, come on. Step up. Let's get going. I want to put you Staley. on my list. The 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 climb to Mount Rushmore is not that high. Let's no, get there, dude. It is not an arduous journey. You can do this. <laughs> you can do it. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Mount Rushmore of coaches uh, for you, Jeebs. Jeebs. <laughs> Jeebs. I missed you, man. I'm yeah, so yeah. glad you're back. So dude. glad to have you. I back. know the season's gonna happen when Jeebs, Jeebs is in yeah. full back yeah. with every episode. When Jeebs comes out and sees his shadow, then you know <laughs> you're in for a good season. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, what a <laughs> All right, good one. Jeebs. Thank you for asking the question, and thank you everybody for asking questions and Ask Bold Fam. You are the reason these hour these episodes are two hours long. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so thank you, and uh, I think that's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts, there, gentlemen? God, camp. Have fun. Whoever's going to camp, have fun. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you go up. hook up with the uh, brisket broads and see if they have any patches. You might be you might be surprised that they've got three. So And they're not just going to give them away. You have to answer some You have to answer questions. the question. They're not they're they're they can be very stern when it comes to And they might make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. It's might, happened yeah. to me before. But they're gonna they're gonna build you up before, like, oh, you'll get this. Yeah. And then they'll tear Easy. you down. After <laughs> and then they'll rip you down. But then they'll How smile. many touchdowns did Philip Rivers throw in his rookie season? Yeah, and then they'll smile at you and give you a hug and then you'll be okay again. Yeah, you'll be like, All right, I didn't get the patch, but okay. <laughs> you walk away head down. Um uh. all right. And if for those that are going to camp, be safe. Yeah. Hydration. Stay hydrated. It gets hot for it's sure. It's so hot right now. Yeah. And uh, and have fun more than anything else. Get some pictures. Get some autographs. Have a great time. Uh, but uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Charger Chat. Folks, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> Ricardo! Ricardo! And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Trey, what do you got there? Just one of the new Pipkin's Humble Pie. Pipkin's Humble Pie? Yeah, it's the new pie from the Pipkin's brand. What flavors do they have? 
powdered blueberry, lightning lemon, and my personal holiday favorite, pumpkin spice. Can I have a taste? Mmm, nope. New Pipkin's Humble Pies. Tasty pies you can really cover your taste buds with. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.